everybody. Welcome to episode 263 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by the Scream Queen, Ella. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by the Scream Queen, Ella. It's so weird to say that. This is my first time chatting with another Ella. So how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm fantastic to be speaking with you because honestly, I had a lot of fun researching this once I discovered that you have a whole book written about you. So I really wanted to get into that before we talk everything wrestling. So can you please tell me more about Ella Wrestling with Madness written by John Cosper? I am so intrigued by this. Yeah. So, um, so John Cosper, he writes, he's written a lot of books. He's, and he's very nice. So I was actually at a girl fight show and he came up to me and he was like, Hey, I really like your character. Like I'm an author. Can I write a book about you? And I was like, heck yeah like that sounds awesome and so he sent me the story like the um the idea for the story and everything and just kind of he sent me rough drafts and everything I got to kind of like see it as it came to life and and then he just sent me the the books and I got to read it I have read all the way through it it's really it's really interesting and it was really neat to see you know my face on a book and like have this whole story about me yeah I purchased that on Amazon today I'm really I needed to get here like now when I tell you I popped for that I thought it was the coolest thing ever honestly thank you and I mean on the cover too there's like these many different faces of you with the doll with your makeup with the straight jacket so did you have to have like separate photo shoots for that or tell me more about the cover art going into that yeah so those are actually just some of my promo photos and of like action shots from shows that I was on um and so he was looking for photos for the cover and I just kind of sent him a few and and um he had someone do the illustration for it I can't remember his name um but yeah he like he made the covers for it and everything so that was really neat and so when I first started at the school I train at we do like future star shows or student shows and so my character kind of started out as like a split personality so I had Elizabeth, which was like, I started out as a referee and then Ella was like my alter ego. And so that's kind of how you, I think it mentions like both Elizabeth and Ella. Yeah. So tell me, am I talking to Ella or Elizabeth today? (laughs) Whichever one you want. I think this is more Elizabeth right now. Yeah, I think it's a mix of both, though. I just find that so extremely fascinating. I mean, even reading the plot line, I mean, in the story, you start off as a hitchhiker. So have you actually ever hitchhiked in real life? I feel like that'd be really scary. I hope not. Okay. (laughs) I would hope not because that's extremely scary, too. But I mean, I feel like it intertwines really well, especially with your whole character. I mean, I would classify this book, even not reading it yet, as like horror slash mystery slash thriller. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. So I feel like the Scream Queen essence of Ella definitely ties in with this very well. So would you say you yourself are very horror, like into horror and that genre is something that you've been drawn to? Um, 
Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I've like growing up, I've always loved Halloween time and like going to haunted houses was always so cool. And um, yeah, like scary movies. And like, I've always thought ghosts were so interesting. Like I, all of my houses I've ever lived in have been haunted. So like, I definitely believe in all that stuff. You know, it freaks me out. Like, I don't want to mess with it, but I definitely believe there's there's ghosts and everything and then um yeah just going to haunted houses when I was a kid and like all the characters there like that's that's what I want Ella to be like when I wrestle you know like I want to learn you know the when you're going through those houses and they'll make those little like snarling noises like I want to learn how to do like just weird stuff like that to freak people out well you've definitely gotten the scream down I feel like now the next step is to like whether I don't know you could be like a ghoul a goblin I don't know there's like many different sounds in haunted houses yeah and I'm glad that you bring this up because I was going to ask it later but since you opened the door to it I mean you said you've lived in like haunted houses before stuff with ghosts do you have any personal like ghost encounters or like strange things happening to you in real life oh my gosh yeah I have like a whole notebook (laughs) that like I'll write down my stuff that happens like I don't know I've the one house I lived in, they, we had like these local ghost hunters, not the show, but like people who do it locally. And they came over and they were doing all these investigations. They had all their equipment and they got to, we got to talk to them and everything. And, um, actually kinds of ties into that story. They told me that like, I'm susceptible to hitchhiker spirits. And so I'm like, what does that mean? So they said, basically like, whenever I go somewhere, if I go somewhere haunted, like spirits can like latch themselves onto me and follow me home, which is really freaky. Like I, so like, like I probably look crazy, but sometimes when I'm in the car driving home from places, if I have a weird feeling, I'll like be saying prayers and everything, like, don't follow me home. You're not welcome here, you know? Um, but yeah, I've had some pretty weird things happen. One time I woke up to like a scream in my ear. Um, time I woke up there was like a man standing by my bed and like sometimes it's it's weird too because sometimes it'll freak you out but sometimes it's just like oh it's that's just there yeah Um, it's just like you I feel like you've gotten many experiences it sounds like where it's like low-key it's not as frightening as maybe the first couple as weird as that sounds right right and like I don't know I'd always think about you know dogs they can't see all the colors that we can so yeah what else going on all around us that we as humans just can't see or pick up on you know there's got to be so much that we just can't comprehend that's going on all around us in any of the houses that you've been in have you done like research to maybe like learn the ghosts that it could like possibly be of like previous owners or anything because I feel like that would be something I would do yeah so my parents house um which I lived in like all when, when I was a teenager and everything um their house we actually so when I was in school, sorry to go off topic, but no, I, 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 oh, I am open to it. Go on, please. <laughs> so I did a, I, I took a speech class. It was like speech and debate. So like, I got to just do this. So one of the speeches we had to do was you just had, it was like an informative speech. You just had to pick a topic and educate the class on it. And so I chose the school that I went to was, it was called Lakota East high school mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. And so I chose the history of Lakota, just that area around there. Like what, you know, I figured that's something like everybody else in school yeah. that it was interested. So there was this really old, like one room schoolhouse that I went to. I like um, contacted the the president of, like, of the Butler County Historical Society and he met me there and he was, I was asking him about like just the history of that area. And I asked him about my parents' neighborhood and he told me like, yes, that neighborhood is built on an Indian burial ground, which they're not supposed to do. If they find out it's, it's built on an Indian burial ground, they're supposed to stop like construction, but they just kept going, I guess. So there's definitely like creepy stuff going on in that neighborhood. 
I mean, especially too, with all the spirits, probably, I mean, roaming around too. I, I believe in ghosts too, as well. I haven't had as many. I feel like I've yeah. had very minor ones where I think I saw something like outside, but never like to the intensity of you. It sounds like where you're like driving and feel like <laughs> that's interesting that you like a hitchhiker spirit. I've never heard of that. That's yeah. extremely fascinating though. There was this one too. My mom actually took a picture of my room when I lived with them still. And you can see this like shape on it and it's really weird. And so we asked the, the people who came over who did the, the ghost hunting and they're like, oh, that's a horse. I was like, what? And, and so <laughs> we're like, where would a horse come from? They're like, well, it could be from the land or it could be like you have an attachment to it. But they're like, we get this feeling that this horse wants you to seek some sort of counseling. I was like, what? Oh, I was like, okay, well, that's really weird because I do like, I, I see a therapist. Yeah. And so when I first started seeing her, she lived on a farm and she like took care of all these like rescue horses and dogs and everything. And there was this one horse that was kind of older um, named beauty. And, and they were like, oh my gosh, like, that's it. That must be that horse. And it's like telling you, like, keep going to this, like to therapy, you know, it's like, I, it's just, it's really weird things like that. Like, I don't believe in coincidences, but like, I don't know, just weird things. Like, how would they know that? And, yeah, yeah, I've had a couple instances like that where it's like, it can't be a coincidence because it's like yeah. so on point or like so, like, I don't know how to explain it. But I, I understand that feeling too. That's extremely fascinating too. Like, I'm into all of that. I haven't, I feel like I haven't had many like ghost encounters, but I definitely believe in all of that too. And I feel like it definitely ties in with Ella too. I mean, during your days, especially with the straight jacket and the doll and the whole terrifying look, where do you even like find the inspiration or creative ideas when crafting Ella slash Elizabeth? So, I, I can't take all the credit on okay. my own. So it, it is partly um, where I train at. I, so I train at, it's called Bone Crushers, but it's yeah. Northern Wrestling Federation in Cincinnati. And so we do the future star shows. So when I was first starting out, um, our trainers just helped me create a gimmick, you know? And so they said, hey, like, you're going to be a heel. We want you to be kind of crazy, whatever. Um, one of them had an idea like, oh, maybe you could carry a doll. So it was like, kind of like they would like pitch out ideas, but then it was up to me to like actually bring those to life and execute and, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and that makes sense. I mean, you have the essence going on the whole scream and all of that too. If you could like, maybe it would be like one of the dolls, but if you could have like any fictional or mythological creature be your tag team partner for an <laughs> evening, what would you choose and why? I'm very fascinated because there's, you're very into Halloween. And so there's <laughs> many routes that you could go with this. I feel like that would fit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I could do like some sort of banshee. Cause then we could just both scream and like, <laughs> I mean, that would be your secret weapon. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I was listening to another thing that you did. You, I think you eliminated someone from like a rumble or something with a scream or something like that. Have you had any other like spots like that where you're using like your scream as like a move? <laughs> All the time. Like I, so um, yeah, like I'll do it in matches, sometimes in promos and just like little like in between segments. Um, I most recently, so I just became a baby face at my home promotion. And so I, I started, I used it in my comeback one time as like I screamed and she bumped off of my screen. I find that so, I find that so exciting to coordinate too. Like it's literally like your own weapon, like your secret weapon in these matches yeah. too, and just makes it more entertaining too, which I love. <laughs> 
I mean, especially too, I feel like another essential element too of your look is your ring gear too, which I love by the way. So do you have any like stories or inspiration behind your most recent ring gear? Um, so not really. So the, the one I've been, so I started with like, kind of like an all black, it was like yes. fishnet the slits in it that was like my first kind of really basic set of gear um then I moved to like a hospital gown which is I actually just moved back to because um I just you know COVID happened I actually got pregnant during COVID and had a baby so I I really did luck out on the timing of it but with that my body changed a lot so I can't wear the same gear that I did before COVID um I've been just trying different types of gear but my last few sets just they haven't really been my character you know I've been kind of shifting away from my character um and just kind of being more watered down so I'm trying to bring it back and really like add new levels to it um so I I went back a couple weeks ago to my hospital gown so I'm I I have my hospital gown and then I I wear some hospital bracelets along with it um and I have my straight jacket that I walk out with too so slowly getting back into Ella too and all of that Yes. I mean, how was it for you? I mean, giving birth, I don't know how, how long was the time period from when you give birth before you like started training again? Cause I would think that that's like a huge step to be able to do. Yeah. So I actually, so once you have a baby, you, you go to, after six weeks, you go to like your doctor's appointment to yeah. basically prepare to like start living your life again, you know, like to start exercising and, and everything. So it was actually the day of my six week appointment was on a Tuesday and we train on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I went to training that night. Um, I couldn't do much. I still had to be kind of careful. And my trainer definitely like limited me on, on what I could do. And that that's good because I wanted to go in there full force. Um, but I was definitely feeling it the next day. <laughs> I mean, wasting no time. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like too, I mean, you starting a train 2018, making your debut in 2019 and then giving like giving, becoming a mom in the middle of a pandemic. Did you kind of maybe feel like it kind of like derailed any momentum that you had, especially, I mean, going into it because you're so used to getting the reps and then the pandemic hits and then you're also transitioning to becoming a mother. So how was that time period for you? Like, yeah, it's, it's definitely like, it it was definitely an experience because I, yeah, I did start training 2018 and then 2019, I started taking a lot of bookings mm-hmm. and I, I was traveling quite a bit too. Um, and I felt like I was just starting to get to the point where like, okay, I might start be like, start getting it, you know? And like, I, I felt like I was in a good routine and a good flow. And like, I was starting to like have more confidence in myself, but then, um, yeah, then I got pregnant and then the pandemics happened, but I, I really did luck out on the timing because like, like, of course, like my baby, his name's Nash. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. And yeah, you know, like I love him so much, but like, I feel like if that, if COVID didn't happen during that, like I, not that I was missing out on anything, but like, you know, you know, because like I, during the beginning of it, like I was watching wrestling all the time. I was like, oh, I can take all this time to study, you know, Mm -hmm. but then like at a certain point, I was like, I don't even want to watch it because it just makes me sad because I can't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I want to be in there. I want to be wrestling, like, and just watching it just makes me sad because I can't. Um, but I did luck out on the timing because I really didn't miss much because everything was shut down. Really, nobody was wrestling at the time. Um, and so then shortly after the shows started back up, like I went to a few, um, but then I was able to start training again. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. It's maybe it, it was also blessing in disguise. You have time. I mean, there, you're not, you weren't missing much like those first right. few months, especially because besides the mainstream stuff, like almost all the independent stuff was just like shut down. Right. So, kind of lucked out in that essence too and I mean getting back into shape like how was that process for you like adapting to just giving birth and then getting back into ring shape while also about juggling all your other responsibilities oh my goodness it's a slow process I'm still not where I want anywhere (laughs) close where I want to be yet um but I'm getting there you know like I (laughs) um yeah just I I have to remind myself you know just take time for both. It's, it's about balance. Sometimes I'll feel guilty for going to training, but then sometimes I feel guilty for not going to training, you know? And so I just got to figure out a balance and I'll just find like stuff I can do at home, like home workouts, stuff like that. Um, and then just adjusting my gear to, to more flattering styles, you know, stuff that just kind of like, you know, what they said, hide your flaws and everything. So I just trying to, um, just try to work with my body changes and hopefully I'll get into the shape that I want to be in soon. So, um, I, a couple months ago, I won the NWF women's revolution championship. And when I first won it, I couldn't even buckle the belt around my waist, (laughs) but now I can. So we're making progress. Good things take time too. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, I'm very curious. I mean, you're a mother now, but when you were younger, like, honestly, what were some of your childhood aspirations? Like what did young Elizabeth want to be when she grew up? exactly what I am now which is so crazy I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to be a wrestler and like I'm doing it you know it's it's really neat um to look back and see I mean especially to you shared a throwback photo too of young Ella slash Elizabeth holding a cardboard WWE women's championship so how surreal is it for you now to look back on that photo and now you hold the gold with the NWF women's championship Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy to look back and, and see that. Um, yeah. I remember making that because they didn't, my brothers had like the little toy belts, yeah, the WWE belts, but they didn't have any of like the divas or the women's championship at that Walmart or Target, you know? So like, I just made it in cardboard, but yeah, it's really neat to look back now and see that. Um, and I was actually at a show a couple weeks ago with Victoria, Lisa Marie Varon, and I've, I see you've interviewed her a couple of times. She's yes. so nice. Um, but (laughs) she was there and she like had out for intermission. She had her, her women's championship. Was this the show with Judy Hendrix? Yes. Yes. Okay. Go on. But yeah, I was like, like, I was definitely marking out for a minute as they say, but like, I don't even care. I, it, it was just so cool to see that like in person and be like, oh my gosh, like I made a cardboard version of this. Like full circle moments are again, no coincidences. And it's, it's crazy. Some of the things that like we're able to achieve or like be a part of too. And I just think it's really cool when stuff like that happens in life too. And I mean, you're ever evolving too. I mean, I've seen you mention to your wrestling notebook before. So what exactly is in this notebook? Yeah. So I actually have it right here. Um, so basically I'm, I'm not anywhere done with it yet, but I just, a couple months ago decided um, I, I should just start writing down notes and like everything that I've learned. So I kind of have, um, this was my fiance's gear that I designed for him. Um, I have that in there. And then I just have kind of have like this basic match format okay. notes that I've training moves I've learned, um, more notes from seminars. Very organized too, more <laughs> so than any of the, my notes I ever took in life. <laughs> But yeah, and then I have states I've wrestled in, people I've wrestled, 
Um, and then just like inspirational quotes that I felt applied to wrestling. Can you tell me one of those inspirational quotes? Oh, yeah. Um, so probably my favorite one. Um, it's from, I, I love The Office. And okay. so the, they have an off, The Office Ladies podcast. It's um, Jenna Fisher and Angela. And they talk about it. But I can't remember who said it. I, I feel like it was BJ Novak. But it was one of their producers. I think I can't remember who. I need to go back and figure out who, who they said. Um, but it, I felt it really applied to wrestling. So they said, find a way to evolve 5% every they said show but I feel every match um because anything less you become stale and anything more people may have a hard time following and so like that just really stuck with me because you always want to be evolving of course yeah I mean and I feel like everything too is repetition too in getting those practice and gains and so you have time to improve steadily improve over time and I feel like if it was anything more than five percent I feel like you might be like pushing it too like yeah or especially in wrestling, too, you don't want to divert from something that's too different, too. And so sometimes gradual change and gradual evolvement, I feel like, really pays off. Yes, definitely. I like that quote a lot. I feel like it applies <laughs> to, like, life, too, as well. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I think it's really cool. I didn't even know that you kind of designed your gear. I mean, have you designed anyone else's gear before? Um, so like just like pretty much my fiance so I I have okay. a history like in art like I used to draw caricatures at King's Island okay. um and do fakes meet and everything there so like I've always been into art and in, in, into drawing but um he just he needed like some gear design so I I did that most of my gear that I've ordered though I haven't actually ordered like an actual customized set of gear yet most of my stuff has just been stuff that I've kind of pieced together um or ordered like from websites yeah um, yeah I find that extremely fascinating too. And I feel like ring gear is like a very underappreciated part mm -hmm. because it's, I mean, it's very essential to your whole aesthetic and looks. So, I mean, who for you, from your perspective, maybe has like an outstanding ring gear game or aesthetic that you really enjoy in pro wrestling today? Right now, I definitely think Becky Lynch has like mm -hmm. every, oh my God. Yeah. And like her, like I've, I've, found the people who make her gear and I follow them on Instagram um but yeah she has really good gear I like I really like Mickey James gear a lot too um and then of course Sue Young like then her her stuff is like so into her character and that's what I love about it you know I find that extremely fascinating because you have Becky Lynch, who's like very <laughs> out there and bold. You have Mickey James, who's like hardcore country. Sue Young is very, I feel like when she's had her phases as Sue Young, kind of as this undead character yeah. creature, I feel like I can definitely see that inspiration intertwined in there. And I just find that extremely fascinating if you could find a way to like intertwine them all, I think would be yeah. so cool. Um, yeah. Maybe we could see a little bit of a country twang from Ella in the future. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or a country scream. I don't know what that would sound like, <laughs> but I just think that that would be so cool. But I mean, yeah. another staple like of your look that I really noticed was your lipstick. I mean, it's very like dark maroon vibes. I, you, you switch it up every so often. Often, but what are your go-to products to achieve this like lip look in your oh, character <laughs> I think it's just one that I get from Target you, like I think it it might be Maybelline or something okay. it. yeah just one of the basic lipsticks that I just will put on sometimes I'll smear it depending on how yeah. I'm feeling um but yeah yeah because I think it's like a staple of your look I mean it could be construed as blood too I mean I yeah. feel like it works too now have you utilized like 
blood or actual blood in a match before and if so how not in a match ah, i used okay. to like i used to do the fake like yeah violin so I, i've used fake blood before but not never in wrestling okay i just i was just very curious too because i feel like your your um character is so i mean you have the hospital gown too and i feel like it would be right yeah. up the alley i mean yeah. a, as you look towards the future too i mean what are some of your i mean you're a mother you're a pro wrestler i mean you have everything organized what are some of your personal or professional goals maybe that, that are in some of your wrestling notebook um i mean I think with most like independent wrestlers, I I would love to make a living out of it. You of know, course. that was my goal when I started, and and it, if life would still allow me to do that, like I would love that absolutely. Because when I think about even when I'm at work, if they talk about your career, I don't think about a desk job as my career. I think about wrestling. Um, so I would I would love to do that, do it enough to make a full time job out of it. I understand that too. That's something I'm trying to do in the wrestling media world right now, but you know, finances in this economy are crazy <laughs> things too. Right. And to close things out, we are all about hashtag girl power here on a wrestling gal. So is there any female in your personal or professional life that kind of inspires or empowers you, you think? Ooh. Um, probably my grandma. Um, yes, I just, I really look up to my grandma a lot and and just her work ethic and her her way of life you know she doesn't let things bother her um she just kind of does her thing you know if you don't like it oh well um yeah and then even the the girls that I wrestle with right now in, in, at my home promotion at NWF there's just our women's division we have nine girls right now so that's so cool to just like all that we all live so close and we're all we all love wrestling no, I think I know a few of the names on that roster, but can you give the people a little rundown if they're not tuning in to NWF, some of this women's roster? Yes. So, um, so there's Big Mama, Nikki Victory, Selena Dean, Ella, um, Anika, Riley Matthews, Breezy, Savannah Sweet, and Jack Stinger a lot of talented people who I think are very up and coming. And I feel like a really underrated division, like the Midwest. I mean, would you classify yourself as Midwest or like kind of East coast D2 somewhere, you know, you know what I mean? In yeah. that hub though, I feel like is a really underrated like wrestling scene because there's a lot, I mean, access to like Chicago, the Northeast, you got Tennessee, you got a little bit of the Southern region in there. I feel like it's a good hu central hub for a lot of wrestling. Yeah, definitely. And before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Sure. So my Facebook is Ella Elizabeth. And then my Instagram and Twitter are both Scream Queen Ella. Which I love, by the way. I love to hear it. I won't, I won't make you scream on a podcast. But thank you so much for joining me today, Ella. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you for having me.